Will you take your Bibles, please, and turn to the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. I, by the way, if you think that this has been a long series, it has been. But I want to remind you, I was one of my mentors, um, and I could never be like him. He far, far supersedes anything that I know and can do. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, in, in speaking on Ephesians 6, I think he had about, he, he took from Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, he wrote three books. Three books. The messages took about I think he had some like 300 messages from this section alone. Uh, one time someone went to London before Martin Lloyd-Jones was called home and he was known for his expository preaching and someone said, um, I went to hear the doctor today and someone said, um, the question was asked, what did he preach on today? And the answer came, he preached on a comma. Now, don't you get any ideas now? Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Let me read it. Please listen to the word of God. In addition to all Take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows. Some translations have the wicked one or the wicked or the evil one. We will see in a minute. The word for wicked there used in the Greek is really talking about someone, not something. So it is appropriate to say that we might be able to extinguish all the fiery darts or flaming missiles of the wicked or evil one. Someone is doing it, and we want to see who that is. And Father, I pray again that we might be protected from his assault, that by your Spirit you will open our understanding to your truth, that we might hear God speaking to us, not to someone else, and that we will, if we need to, take up the shield of faith to overcome the flaming missiles of the evil one. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Several have tried to give us an understanding of what the shield looked like in the minds of you and me. When we talk of a shield, we think of a circular thing we put on our arm, and which, which we can use at certain points. Well, please listen. I borrowed this from Kenneth Hughes, and everyone would have said the same thing, but he's, the introduction I thought was interesting. The shield indicated here, in distinction to the small round shield worn in the forearm in battle, 
was a large shield about four feet high and two feet wide. Very much like a door. In fact, that's the Greek word for shield is the word door. And you will see why as the message goes on. The word door really describes the shield. It must be the kind of a shield that the Spartan, it must have been the kind of a shield the Spartan mother had in mind when she charged her son, take care that you return from your shield or on it. His shield would either be his protection or something that he carried. The Roman shield was made of two layers of laminated wood, covered first with a linen and then with hide, and then bound top and bottom with iron, with an iron ornament decorating the front of it, a man could put his entire body behind it so as that that would absorb a javelin, an arrow of the enemy. In the case of a flaming arrow, very often the arrow would be snuffed out as it burned itself into the thickness of the shield. Some scholars said that when they were putting on the final touch over the, the iron, they would dip the, 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 the covering for the, for the shield in a, in a kind of a, a liquid stuff so that whenever the arrow would touch that, it would immediately be snuffed out. So you have some idea what the shield was. It's not some wrong thing. It was something that you could actually put yourself behind and it protects you, as we shall see in a greater way as the text goes on. So Paul is saying now, we talked about what the shield of faith was. What is faith? Faith is not some idea that I have that I'd like to do something for God. Faith is believing what God says and I obey. A man who says I'm going to jump off a roof to show you how much faith I have, that's not biblical faith. A man who says, I'm going to jump in a, in a, in a, in a um, uh, container with snakes, you'll attend his funeral. Faith is, is God speaking and I believing. It is always, faith always has an object. It is, it is never a, a, a thing, an idea. We shall see as the text goes on. So now I am finishing last week's messages, message. And we are at number three. The, the invincibility of faith of this weapon. The invincibility of faith or the weapon. Look at its sufficiency. And, and, and again, I gave you a little word about Martin Lloyd-Jones and here I will take a page from his book. He doesn't have this. I'm, I have this. I, I, I'm not copying what he says. Um, I'm just telling you how I came to this when, I'm, when I talk about the sufficiency. The text says this in verse 14. Take up the shield of faith with which you will be able. With which. Take up the shield 
of faith with which. The with which is the faith, the shield. And what Paul is saying, that this weapon is the only weapon needed to, to fight off, to win the spiritual war that we go through in our lives. With which, this is it. Nothing else, a shield of faith. We said from Hebrews eleven six that without faith it is impossible to please God. 1 Peter 5, 9, Peter said this, Whom you steadfastly resist in the faith. We are able to resist him. 1 John 5, 1. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. With which? See, we cannot, we cannot fight spiritual battles with human means, with human weapons. We cannot win over Satan with our concoction, religious or otherwise. I call your attention to Hebrews chapter 4 for an illustration. In Hebrews chapter 4, God made a promise to Israel. I will lead you into a spiritual and physical rest from all your enemies. But listen to verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 4. For the good news of what God had promised came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith. The message that came was not united by faith, so it didn't benefit them anything. Please understand this, friends. God has given us great and precious promises, but the promises that God has given must be mixed with faith. It must be believed. The Bible is not a museum piece that, that we look at and admire. It is what God has given us. If it is not mixed with faith, it is like a credit card that has not been activated. All the possibilities. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I paid off a credit card, I should say. We paid off a credit card. And, and you know what I'm getting now that it's paid off? Oh, you, oh, you don't know what you've been missing. You can just increase that baby like you, you have. Uh, yeah, I mean... If, if you see me driving up to the church with an Escalade, you'll know that I've activated it. <laughs> as long as it's not activated, just think of how many Christians suffer because the message of God is not mixed with faith. They don't believe God. They say, there has to be some other way. There has to be some other means. There's a remarkable passage in the 13th chapter of the book of Numbers. God told the people of Israel that he was going to give them a promised land. And they said, we're not too sure. So God said, get 12 spies and send them into the land. 
one to represent each tribe of Israel. They went, chapter 13, verses 1 to 22, the spies are called and sent. Chapter 13, verses 23 to 29, the spies return and report. Chapter 13, 30 to 32, the report was given and rejected. Of the ten spies, only Caleb and Joshua said that it was just as God said, and Caleb says, we can do it because God said it. I want you to listen to verse 33. This is what the the, the ten spies said. Yes, might be true, these are my words, might be true that we saw, we saw the land. It was flowing with milk and honey and on everything that God said. But, but, there also, while there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, and they are part of the Nephilim's giants. Listen to this now. They saw the giants. And this is their conclusion. And we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And in their sight. God gave a promise. They heard the promise. They acted partially on the promise. But when they saw other things, all of a sudden they began to lose sight of the promises and focused upon themselves. We became like grasshoppers in our own eyes and in the eyes of the enemy that did not even see them. Isn't it amazing? You know what we say today? Have you, you, you have heard this. They said. Have you ever asked yourself, who are they? We've, we've never seen them. We've heard of them. But my friends, the reason the shield of faith doesn't work for many of us is because we want something else other than the shield of faith. We want to walk by sight. God said this. Now, when we walk by sight, we measure things from our viewpoint. When we walk by faith, we measure things from God's point of view. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, Abraham is confronted by the greatest trial in his life. God said to Abraham, you are going to be the father of nations. At that time, he had no children. No children by by, by Sarah. And he wanted to bargain with God. He had an illegitimate son. And Abraham started to say, oh God, if you would only give me what you promised through what I have. God said, no, you are going to have a son through Sarah. (laughs) I want to suggest to you that neither Abraham or Abram, as he was called at that point, neither Abraham or Sarah were spring chickens. 
and he tried to bargain with God. Isn't there some other way? And God said to Abraham, please listen. God said to Abraham, after these things, after the, the difficulty that he was looking at, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham and said to him in a vision, I am thy shield. I am thy shield. So God, my friends, when we take up the shield of faith, we are literally clothing ourselves with God. And when we clothe ourselves with God, no one or nothing is capable of overcoming God. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So when I face the fiery darts of the evil one, it has to cut, it has to get through God to get to me. And if it gets to me, I can say, God moves in a mysterious way his wonders to perform. He didn't tell Abraham he was going to have a son when Abraham was in his prime. You see, my friends, faith is not doing for God what we are able to do for ourselves. Faith is doing on the behalf of God what God tells me to do. And God said, I am your shield. Imagine walking around with God himself. So when David is facing difficulties, as was read from Psalm 84 this morning, and Psalm 3, David said, the Lord is my shield and my reward, because God said so. He said it himself. How, how can you be so sure that God is your shield? Because God said so. And God doesn't lie. So you see, when you don't take up the shield of faith, what you're, what you're rejecting? You're rejecting God. Let's look at the superiority of this, this shield, of course. Keep that in mind. You will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles. The reason this is so, my friends, because sometimes... When the devil is aiming at us, we don't know where he's going to come from, when he's going to come, or how he's going to come. So they're called missiles. Again, John Stott has a very interesting thought. He said, what, what, what the Roman soldiers used to do was to dip the tip of their arrows in, in a goo and light it. And then they would either this way or with a catapult that way but it was going with a flame. It was on its way to cause damage. It was on its way to destroy. Warren Worsby wrote a little book on our armor. And he said, these are the ways that the flames of Satan's dart, our missiles, come to us. Five ways in which Satan brings his arrow and his missiles. First, Satan uses words. Words. 
These are words that come to us from Satan when we are in God's Word. Have you ever been reading God's Word and all of a sudden some thought comes to your mind? You wonder where in the world did that come from? You see, when, when Eve was in the garden listening to God, as he spoke to her, Satan also spoke to her and said, don't listen to what God is saying. Words. When I was a child, and for a long time I did not understand this, we used to say, sticks and stones can break my bones, but naughty words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Broken bones can be healed, but a broken spirit takes the power of God. When someone, when, when someone says something, I want you to see, my friends, Secondly, before I say what I was going to say, his words can come to us through others. Let me show you. Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say the Son of Man am? And the disciples said, you are the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And now Jesus begins to give God's divine plan to Peter and to the apostles and to us concerning his crucifixion. And Peter said, no, you won't. And what did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. In the garden, he used the serpent. In our lives, he uses other people. Here was Peter, the man who was God's man. And God had to say, Satan is trying to use your word to get to me. Thirdly, his words come to us through deceit. Through deceit. He will tell us something that God says, but he has a deceptive motive for it. So he went to Jesus and said, Are you hungry? You have been been." Fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, if you are the Son of God, turn the stones into bread. My friends, sometimes we can use the Word of God to satisfy our self-righteousness, or we can use the Word of God to satisfy Satan's deceptive move toward us. (laughs) If you are the Son of God, do this. If you are a child of God, do this. And listen to what Paul says. Fourthly, circumstances are sometimes used of Satan to to get his dart at us. Listen to what Paul says. A, A door, an effective door of service has been opened to me and there are many adversaries or opposition. So when God is at work, Satan is not idle. When God is at work, he is there. He is behind the scenes seeing, how can I thwart this? I hate him. I hate him. And therefore, I want to do whatever I can to thwart what he is saying. Adversaries. Words. Words to our hearts. Words from other people. Words that are disguised. 
circumstances. Job is walking with God. Chapter 1, verse 1, what kind of a man Job was. A man who turned from evil, a man who was righteous, a man whose reputation was known throughout that whole area. And all of a sudden, let me suggest to you, my friends, what God will allow in our lives for his glory, Satan can cause us to think it is for our hurt. What God will allow in our lives for his glory, Satan will try to get us to feel that is for our hurt. Do you want me to show you that? Genesis chapter 50. After all the things that had happened to Joseph, sold by his brothers, despised by his brothers, falsely accused, all the, the, in, in prison, at the end of chapter 50 of Genesis, listen to Joseph, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Can you see that, friends? God is so powerful. This, this shield is so invincible that at certain points in our lives, we need to take it up when the unforeseen comes to us, when the words come. You know, I was thinking about this as I was, was studying And, and I, I, I put it to myself, not to anybody else. What do I do? What do I do as a husband when my wife, you know, I should say when she does something that I don't like, but she's so perfect, that never happens. This is the. <laughs> what do I do when that happens? Self defense. If she does something else, self-defense. The scripture says, take off the shield of faith. If she says something that, 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 that offends you, run to God so that you will not misinterpret or misuse or judge the situation to my satisfaction. God might be using what she's saying to peel off the ugliness of my life so that she doesn't have to do that anymore. And sometimes we don't want things to happen to us because we think that they shouldn't. But my friends, I read in the scriptures that God used what Joseph's brothers did to him for the good of Joseph. And he hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. There are few things I have cited as Satan's darts as fear, fear of what others will think of me, doubts, doubting God because of difficulties, doubting God because of experiences. And it is at that time, my friends, when all these things, the five things I have mentioned, and doubts and fears, when Satan takes his dart and he catapult those to us, it is at that point that we are to take up the shield See, the shield is the word of God. Faith 
comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When you abide in His Word, it develops and strengthens the faith. The shield is my testimony. My testimony is not what I want to do for God, but what I can say that God has done for me. <laughs> I, I, it just comes to my mind. I remember when I was traveling from Central America to Three Hills in Alberta, miles and miles and miles, and from the time I hit Philadelphia, I saw snow. And I wondered if the, if the stuff ever stopped. And I, I remember I was in, in, a, in a back place in Saskatchewan. And in, in the 60s, some of you are old enough to remember in the 60s, what was happening with the race problem in the U.S., which I knew absolutely nothing about as such, because it was not a part of my experience. And so I, as I was beginning to read about what was happening when you were in the southern United States and so on, and, and when you get into, in, into Canada and so on, I, I did something that was just natural. I would, and I get on a bus, I would just go to the back of the bus. I was not going to tell anyone to tell me to get there, so I just went there. And I remember traveling the wide, open prairies with nothing in sight. And I became extremely hungry. I was hungry. I hadn't had anything to eat for a while because the, the bus didn't stop and I was afraid to get off the bus. I was traveling all alone. And I remember sitting there and I bowed my head and I said, Dear Father in heaven, I am hungry. I'm going to tell you, you heard that, but no one else did. <laughs> I'm telling you the story now so you can hear it. But when I said it, nobody did. I just lifted my heart to God. And I said, I am hungry. And as I stand here before you this morning, I lifted my head and a fellow behind me said, would you like a sandwich? Immediately. See, the shield of faith, friends. When, when, when you are in a strait and, and, and you, don't know, you don't know what to do, the shield of faith, God has given me wonderful promises that I can live by. I can call upon him in times of trouble. That's the shield of faith. I can give a testimony as I'm giving today. That's the shield of faith. It's not some wild idea that I have that I want to jump in front of a bus that's traveling 80 miles an hour. That's stupidity, like I said. Faith is believing the promises of God. David faced Goliath. This almost 10 feet uh, uh, giant. And David said, you come to me with your shield and your spears and everything else, but I come to you in the name of the Lord our God. And to, before this meeting is finished, you are going to be dead meat. And he was. See, David was not trusting in himself. And you and I, my friends, will stand the trials of the devil when we meet those trials with the flame, the, the word of God. It will extinguish those flames. 
It will answer to our doubts. It will answer to our fears. It will answer to a misunderstanding. It will answer to anything that comes our way. We shall be able to extinguish every, all, whenever fiery darts of the evil one. The missiles when they come. But we must be prepared. We must take up the shield. I want you to see the scrutiny of this weapon. Look at it. And take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery missiles, spiritual space war in heaven. Look at where they come from. They come from the wicked one. In other words, my friends, let me take, I take just my wife and me again so that, that I'm just dealing with personal things here. My wife is not my enemy when she disappoints me. I am not her enemy when I disappoint her. The enemy is Satan. It is Satan who will use the disappointments so that I become proud and self-righteous in a situation, so I respond with that. If I take the shield of faith, I will respond to what my wife is saying. If I take the shield of faith, I don't put the worst possible spin on what she has said. Because she's not my enemy. Satan is. And my friends, in the church, when things go wrong, we are not one another's enemies. Satan will try to use what you say to me, or Satan will try to use what I say to you and put his spin on it. And if we are not careful, if we're not walking, putting on the shield of faith, we will put our spin on it. And when we put our spin on it, we have conflicts in the church. And it's happening all over America this morning. I got a call from the church I was in in Toronto. No, I'm sorry. Let me repeat that. Let me change that. I did talk. But I called someone because of, of an email that I got. And the person said they were leaving the church. So I called and talked to this person. And the person said that I talked with said this. The reason that this person was leaving the church because in the sung booth, a, a much larger one than that one, people were in there because a fight broke out in the sung booth during the service. Dear friends, if everyone in that sung booth took up the shield of faith you know who would be defeated? Satan. But they have left the church. One words besides something that's very amazing here. Listen to what he says. Not only does the shield of faith protect the soldiers and the rest of the armor, but it also unites the soldiers in the army. How could that be? Listen to what Worsby said. And I didn't get this from any other but Worsby who said this. Well, the edges of these big shields were beveled in such a way that they could be locked together. 
a row of Roman soldiers could put their shield together to form a solid wall. Sword and arrows could not penetrate that wall as they marched forward. This is a beautiful illustration of what faith should mean to you and to me. Because of our common bond of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and I should love each other, put our shields together, and when our shields are together, we will resist him by our faith, and Satan will flee. Will flee. He will not get an entrance. He will flee. And listen to what God says when the church is walking together in unity. When we all take up the shield of faith with which we respond to our experience, not only in life outside the church, but life inside the church, when we put our shields together. And this is it, friends. May I close again with an illustration of my own life. When I put the shield of my wife to my shield, nothing that comes to us can penetrate the shield and we are protected from disaster. So will we as a church. Let's pray. Oh God, your word is so powerful. Help us this morning to be those who are committed to taking up the shield, never to allow any action of ours from myself to the smallest child as was prayed this morning. But may our children see the walk of faith in us so that they will walk by faith. May they be able to say, I saw the victory that God gave to my mom and to my dad, to the, the pastor and the people of Soderville Church. I saw the victory that faith gave. So I want to walk by faith like they did. Oh God, may we put the devil to flee, not only this day, but in the days to come, as we, we lock our shields together, when we're all clothed with God, we respond to one another with God. In Jesus' name, amen.